and welcome to Finance Friday, where I have my old friend, we have known each other for a long time, Jennifer Gomez Esquire, uh, estate planner extraordinaire, who's going to tell us a little bit about things you have to worry about if you're moving to Florida. And I know a lot of you are moving to Florida, so Jen, I'm going to let you just hop right in. What do you do if you move from another state? Is it a problem? to now be in Florida? Does your old stuff still stay in effect? Do you have to make changes? Yeah, so there's a couple different things to consider. Definitely, anytime you move state or country, it's time to review everything with an attorney that's licensed in the place that you're moving to, just to make sure that anything that might be handled differently in that state that you can account for it. because. There's a lot of things that are similar from one state to another, but there's also a lot of nuances and you wanna make sure you take advantage of that. Florida in particular, I think differs from a lot of the other states because it's such a popular place to retire. So it's also a really popular place to have probate in state administrations. Heaven's waiting room, right? That's what they call us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully heaven, <laughs> maybe yeah. not in Florida actually. We have some, we have some. Yeah, so. Here. You know, some of the big things people want to change is they may upgrade to a trust-based estate plan. Even if they didn't have that previously, they might have been using a will-based estate plan. But in Florida, the probate court process is a lot more involved than it is in a lot of other states. So we want to make sure that they have a mechanism to avoid the need to get stuck in probate court if that's something that they want to stay out of because it adds a lot of time delays and costs for their family. So most people don't intend to put their estate through probate. Yeah, that sounds like that's something that could definitely trip people up because if you're coming from one place and you've had, you know, your attorney there set everything up and now you come here and it's very, it operates, it sounds like very different, at least to me, it sounds very different. Like what, do you know what states that it's, that it's specifically very different than Florida? Like is New York or California? one of those states because we have a lot of people coming down from from those particular areas yeah i don't know as much of the nuances of other states laws because i'm only licensed in florida um i tend to know a lot of the states where we get a lot of transplants so a lot of people coming from connecticut or states with a state a state tax they can actually simplify their estate planning now because they don't need to do as much to account for the taxes. And so they can actually make things a little bit simpler and easier for their family late, later, so long as they don't have federal estate tax issues. So that, you know, makes me so happy to hear <laughs> when you have tax considerations, because, you know, I guess I never thought about it because in Florida, I guess we don't have estate taxes. Mm -hmm. We don't have income taxes. You know, it's such a great place because we don't have those things. It, at least it didn't really occur to me that there are states where you're gonna pay a state, state, a state, <laughs> income taxes is a little hard to say oh wow so that's like check one more off for moving to florida that's that's mm -hmm. a great thing um yeah so what about like what about people like who, who feel like they maybe don't need an estate or you know like oh, i don't have enough to really create a trust like do you have a reason that people who maybe think that it doesn't apply to them should consider it yeah such a case-by-case -case basis so really they should sit down with an attorney and go over some of the different factors in their life that might lead them towards having a trust-based plan or not 
Um, for any of my clients that own businesses or real estate, we tend to go more towards trust-based plans because if you're dealing with a time delay of probate, then there's also that time delay where there's upkeep expenses for your home or rental property or your business. So it's going to add to the cost because who's paying the property taxes in the meantime, who's paying the electric bill in the meantime, things like that, where if you can avoid the need to go through probate, someone can sell your real estate very quickly. They can sell a business quickly and hopefully get the highest possible price for the business because it's still functioning smoothly. So those are things that definitely motivate a trust-based plan. Also, sometimes it's based on the person who's going to end up receiving the inheritance because if they're under 18 or if they have special needs or if they're bad with money, we might want to put some extra mechanisms in control to make sure that the money or the other assets are going to be managed for them properly. That makes a lot of sense. Um, And it definitely makes sense that you need to talk to an expert and not just kind of be like, ah, I don't need it because you really never know, right? Doesn't the last year show you how much you're not in control of anything that goes on, right, at all. Um, yeah. And we definitely have a lot of estates where we're trying to administer a will or a trust or something someone did themselves, or maybe they did with an attorney that didn't really know that area of law. And then we have all sorts of unique issues that come up um, where, you know, they probably, from their perspective, it seemed like a really logical way to set things up. But in practice, looking at how the law applies, how they wrote things, it can be a real mess. It doesn't really work the way they thought it was. Um, do you have any, like, I guess, just kind of a general advice? Someone's moving here and maybe they kind of want to, like, get their, their act together. What what should they do? What should be, like, their first step other than to call you, obviously? Yeah, so they should get together an idea of what they own, how they own it, and who the people they're trying to benefit are. So that's something where, you know, an attorney can help you put together that list of items. But if you want to just be proactive before you meet with an attorney, you can have a better understanding of, you know, what might happen without an estate plan or what your options might be with an estate plan. So it's good to have an idea of what you're working with and then meet with an attorney that has experience specifically in trusts and estates, because a lot of times we'll see someone who, you know, maybe they plan an estate once a year, once a month. And there's a big difference between the level of expertise that they're going to have versus a law firm that does nothing but trust and estates work. So that's usually like your best bet is to get someone who's really well-versed in it because then they can handle any of the unique situations that you might have where another attorney might never see those issues come up. Yeah. And you know what? We have like kind of the same thing in um, the tax world, you know, um, estate and trust, taxes are their own beast, right? If mm-hmm. It's not something you would necessarily take to an H&R block, not to knock H&R block, but it wouldn't be my first recommendation if you have a trust return you need done, like, you know, find the cheapest, lowest place <laughs> because, ooh, you don't want to mess that up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That problematic. And uh, there serious consequences. It could be a really unexpected tax bill or penalty or from the estate side things can end up going to the wrong people or you know getting subject to additional taxes that weren't necessary if they had planned in advance so 
you know, can make a big change in someone's life. I'm, Every once in a while you hear like those crazy stories, like people want to leave like their house to their pets. (laughs) (laughs) Is that something you can do in Florida? (laughs) Yes. Florida is one of the handful of states that will let you have a pet, you know, a dog, a parrot, a horse as the beneficiary of a trust. So, um, you know, it sounds kind of silly, but especially for people who don't have human children, their animals are like family to them and they want to make sure that they're going to be taken care of. So they may set aside a certain amount of money to cover veterinary care, food, you know, lodging expenses, anything like that. And then whatever amount the animal doesn't need, then usually pours over to, you know, a charity that supports animal rescue or something like that. That's like such an interesting thing because like make jokes about it, like, oh, leave everything to the dog. But I guess in Florida, you actually can, Uh, Mm -hmm. which leads me to another question, but you might've answered it in there. So if somebody doesn't have anyone they want to leave their assets to, what do you generally see? Do they generally leave it to like a a charity of some sort? Yeah, so if they really don't care at all, they don't have to do anything. And there's default rules in the state of Florida where it'll, you know, get it usually to your closest living family member. But for most people, they have at least some sort of a preference, even if it's just charities that are important to them, friends, uh, you know, life partners, animals. So there's a lot of different options depending on you know, what you wanna see happen. Um, another thing people ask me a lot is if I don't have someone that I trust to be in charge of my estate. That was gonna be my next question. What if you have nobody <laughs> that you wanna, <laughs> I don't want them in charge for sure. Like, you know, my good for nothing child, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, because it does require a certain amount of organization and rule following and things like that. So even if your family members aren't going to be a responsible choice, you can, again, you can choose a family member, you can choose a professional trustee, you can have an attorney serve in those kind of roles. So there's options if, if there wasn't someone, you know, in your immediate bloodline that you think would be a a good choice. All right, Jenna, I think we covered a whole lot of topics. Uh, I appreciate so much that you came on. I have one last question and let me know, because I have known you for a long time and I know we do have some shared hobbies, (laughs) but do you have any like weird hobbies I don't know about or something interesting about you I don't know about already? Yeah, so I think the audience deserves to know we share a love of line dancing um, and really all things country dancing. Um, so Uh-oh, now they all know. <laughs> so when, the, when know. the pandemic subsides, hopefully we can get out on a dance floor again soon. Yeah, I've, I've been a couple times. Um, I will say it's hard to do some of those more like jumpy athletic line dances with a mask on. It's not really that fun. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It's a serious workout. Right? Like, on its own, I'm, like, dying because I'm not so young anymore and trying to, like, drink and line dance at the same time. But now, I'm like, oh, I'm good for, like, one dance and then I have to, like, rest for 10 minutes. <laughs> so hopefully post-pandemic, anyone who needs, like, tax and estate planning advice and likes line dancing can meet us at the roundup. <laughs> Perfect. Right? I guess that totally works. All right, well... Jen, we're going to put your contact information in um, everywhere where we're posting this. And if anyone needs to 
have a will looked at because you moved or you're just realizing, oh, maybe I should have a will like with a pandemic going on, absolutely reach out to Jennifer Gomez. She's fantastic. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.